0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Good You Can Do podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Anna. Babe, what are we going to learn today?
1: We are going to be talking about um, healthy lunchbox ideas and predominantly for kids, but I'm sure adults could eat part of it too. i
0: big kids could get into these too. Perfect. All right. That sounds good. Where so should
1: we start? So, I spend quite a bit of time putting together lunches for my kids and... A few months ago, I got really stuck in a rut and just hugely appreciated any new ideas or things that I hadn't thought of from um, friends and and looking online. So hopefully, if you're listening, you might, even if you just pick up one thing, it'll make making that lunchbox tomorrow not quite so much of a drag. Um, So hopefully, you'll pick up a couple of things that might uh, make life a bit easier So uh, we have a three-year-old and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old. So the three-year-old currently goes to kindy. And his lunchbox, a typical lunchbox for him, um, is quite large. But the teachers have mentioned to me when we first arrived how important um, lots of food would be. So we send him off with an adult-sized lunchbox. And the key thing being that it's got dividing parts, so that's really important. But a typical lunchbox for Connor would be some cucumber sticks and hummus, uh, probably some edamame beans, cheese and crackers, uh, often two different types of fruit, so maybe a handful of grapes cut up and uh, half a mandarin. Probably some chips and some uh, more like natural cookies as a little treat. Plus some little chia uh, dried fruit bites that you can get from the pick and mix baskets. I'm trying to picture his lunchbox in my head. And probably a muffin that I've thrown in from the freezer. And a piece of toast is actually his favorite thing. So what I'm really trying to do there is give them enough carbohydrates. When you have a young kid, uh, they haven't quite learnt a lunchbox system yet. Their favourite thing to do, so the kindy teachers tell me, is to eat all the carbs first so the number of times i've heard the poor teachers at connor's kindy talk about how they have to save the kids have to save half their sandwich till lunchtime and that sort of thing so i try and definitely put in two completely separate carbohydrates like bulky carbohydrates so, so usually like a
0: muffin and a piece of toast
1: yeah so that if by some chance he eats all of one at morning tea it's not going to cause issues for the teachers later on and it's going to give him something a little bit more substantial to eat come lunchtime if he just happens to have eaten his whole sandwich or toast in the morning. Um,
0: how do you – so going back to the keeping it separate, how do you actually keep it all – stop it from all getting muddled up in one in one lunchbox?
1: So the lunchbox we have for him is just one that I bought from the supermarket Actually, maybe it was the warehouse, but I've seen them at the supermarket too. And it has five sections. So one- Removable
0: little trays. Yeah,
1: removable trays. And they're key because the sandwich or the flat piece of toast, there's one thin container that sits on the top of the main area. And that, well, it's not even a container. It's basically more of a shelf. That is where the sandwich- or the toast, or the large pancake, or whatever it is that day goes, and uh, and then the fruit stays in its own section, and the chips and the more dried stuff can go together, but again, they are separated by a little shelf, and then within the lunchbox itself, because you can imagine edamame beans or cucumber sticks just going everywhere, uh, I use silicon muffin containers um so the the things that you bake muffins in they look like a muffin case but they're made from silicon
0: like a reusable muffin and yeah reusable
1: and i actually haven't used them to make muffins in over a year they just go in connor's lunchbox every single day and they're a great little ad of color and fun and they keep things separate um at this stage connor's lunch well, bag doesn't go with him from class to class. So it's really helpful because the lunchbox sort of just goes from home to school and then sits in his cubby. Uh, So it doesn't get thrashed around that much. Uh, So I do keep that in mind. Uh, Anything, any fruit that's cut up goes in its own section so that it doesn't get other things soggy. But if an edamame bean happens to hit his cheese and crackers, it's not going to be the end of the world. So
0: you also use the silicon containers, um, in our one-year-old's lunch as well, though, don't you? Yeah, they, they can often be bounced around, like walking all over town, and yeah, that's that true. So, so she they, has a she has a
1: slightly smaller lunchbox, um, and I have a lunchbox, a different lunchbox actually, that I use for Connor on days that he's not going to kindy. When I can put his morning tea snack or something in something completely different, uh, whereas for kindy they really did recommend just one lunchbox for everything. My assumption is that it makes it harder to lose things and just prepping them for school so they're not carrying around four containers. Um, But, yeah, Charlie, our one-and-a-half-year-old, she eats pretty much everything that Connor does uh, except that she has her own taste preferences. So there's a few things that she won't touch in the same way that there's a few things that our older one won't touch. But, yeah, they go... They get. I used probably a minimum of four or five of these little muffin containers a day. So they're really, really great. I've seen them at two dollar shops or um, Stevens is where I think mine are originally from. But yeah, have a look around. They are worth the money, especially just to make things a bit more fun. And it's something eye-catching and kids love things to just be kept separate in, in their little sections so this does it without adding too much washing and and yeah
0: so with like with the thing with lunches for kids is that there's quite a lot of limitations these days you can't have nuts at most um most schools and kindies and you know they don't want you to have too much sugar and you know a lot of people are trying to sort of limit how much packaging they use so how do you manage all that and how do you Keep their lunchbox fun and kind of different each time for 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 the kids.
1: So our lunchboxes go out with zero packaging, which is quite big, uh, but it's something that we've really tried to stick to. So I am not saying that nothing comes from a package, but. I always buy in as big a bag as I possibly can and then make it smaller.
0: Like the chips are an example. Like these are like veggie chips that are.
1: Yeah. Um, so he has the, I think they're called veggie straws by Eat Real. Uh, I, you can get them in small bags that are, would be very handy to throw in the lunchbox. But we actually just buy a big bag and I'm, from a cost perspective perspective, I'm 100% sure it's cheaper. I can do far more portions and I can control the portion size a lot more and yet and also it's less packaging. The teachers don't have to open them for him. There's quite a few benefits to that. So he has more autonomy and able to just pick up his little shelf in his lunchbox and access them faster.
0: And you can check a couple in rather than checking a whole, a whole, whole small bag. bag. Yeah. And they seem to stay really crisp and Fresh even after hours in a lunchbox. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think one time they went a bit soggy when he came home and hadn't eaten some of them. And I put the container and like I put the lunchbox in the fridge and then went to eat it the next day. So they were a little bit lacklustre then. But in terms of lasting till three o'clock and the end of the school day, they're still as crisp as can be so that was one really good thing the other thing I find quite easy is uh getting stuff from like the bulk bins at supermarkets so pretzels and little fruit dried fruit chia things um I think they're called like little chia beetroot nuggets I think the ones that I get are They're basically just dried apple and things. And you can get those sort of stuff in an individual packet, but it is just as simple to get it from the bulk bins. And I just take the same Glad Seal bag that I got the first one in and keep taking it back and refilling it and then just store it in a jar at home. Makes it real simple. And those are just little special things that he gets in his lunchbox. Uh, cookies. Uh, we are a predominantly gluten-free house so i do buy a gluten-free vegan cookie but it's actually just an arrowroot cookie so it's not one covered in chocolate chocolate is technically not allowed at connor's kindy um and it i mean it's a little bit of sugar without being far too much processed stuff uh, to just help him and the teachers, for the teachers' sake too, to just keep things a bit more level throughout the day and keep his energy sustained.
0: What are some – you mentioned a few before, but just to, to run through it for people, what are some of the sort of vegetables um, that you are able to to get in there?
1: Uh, so cucumbers are standard. I wish my mean, kids – And
0: you mean like you cut it into like little sticks.
1: sticks. So I wish my kids loved the snack cucumbers, even though they come in packages, but – my kids actually like the cucumber that doesn't come in a packet. Uh, the one that you, I think it's called a Lebanese cucumber, the one that you tend to peel the skin off because it's a rougher outer. Uh, they love that. And I just cut it into sticks and stick it in one of the silicon things and then give them a tiny bottle of hummus uh there's something about dipping them themselves that really gets them a bit more excited and they can open it up and it's exciting to see the little container and things that are small it's far more fun
0: so it's like a little reusable portal that you'd put like tomato sauce or something in. yeah like, all i think I,
1: I think it originally came with uh soy sauce in it from a Store, or uh, maybe it was a, shop yeah, a sushi shelf or something. And um, it's one that he can open himself and he can just dip his cucumber in there. Uh, avocado is a standard, whether it's on his toast or on just cut up, that's definitely always in there. Uh, we do edamame beans, so you can just buy these frozen from your supermarket and so they're like
0: shelled they're just the beans themselves. just the
1: beans i've tried sending them off with ones that are the sh- that ha- aren't shelled yet as a fun activity and he just got frustrated at them so we just go for the already shelled ones which i think you pay like 50 cents more but i feel like you get a lot more beans in the packet so it sort of makes it worth it and i don't actually think that you have to cook these but i just put them in the microwave for less than two minutes before in the morning and send them off um, just like that. No added salt, no nothing. They're quite actually salty and yummy and Moorish, just as they are. Uh, and then the other
0: veggies you'll get in through recipes, right? And, yeah. And we, we'll talk about this a little bit. So if you do have a bit of time, uh, if you've got 20 minutes to spare on the weekend, you can do a quick little bit of baking.
1: Yes. And this is what,
0: this is what you'll often do. So to prep you for the week ahead. Yeah,
1: so I will take any recipe of muffins or something when we get a chance to make it, and I instantly double it because, in my opinion, there's no point in going to that all that work for just something that's only going to last like two or three days. So I double it and shove half in the freezer, and that makes it really good
0: because it stops your husband from eating all the
1: little it does <laughs> kids muffins. The kids muffins, and it also means that I have an option to just throw in, the, um, throw in the microwave quickly to defrost and put, uh, throw in their lunchbox as a nice little treat. So most of ours are done with, most of the muffins I make are done with oats, but uh, I always try to sneak in a vegetable too. So whether it's pumpkin or carrot or spinach can make some really awesome green muffins
0: or oh, zucchini is probably the other one that's zucchini's easy really great you just,
1: yeah you just have to um make sure you squeeze it a little bit so that it doesn't add too much water but all of those are pretty flavorless i made um actually i made kumra and zucchini waffles the other day which were delicious and that was a great little one that could just go in the freezer and then be thrown in the lunchbox. So,
0: and imagine you're like what you often use, and, and what might be for people listening, their very best friend in the kitchen is like a little handheld stick blender to basically mush up the vegetables. Until yeah, sort of a smooth consistency and whatever, batter or
1: absolutely. So, uh, we have a recipe for muffins which are called Morning Glory muffins and they have mm-hmm. carrot in them.
0: And we'll put that in the show notes. For uh,
1: and they have, yeah, they have carrot in them, and in the recipe, of course, it calls for leaving the carrot nice and grated so you get that nice carrot cake texture. Well, no kid wants to do that. So I just blend that carrot right in there and add some, you know, spinach as well. Because why not? You can't taste it (laughs) and it's just added vitamins. So it's like the fallback knowing that if your lunchbox isn't overflowing with super healthy vegetables that day because you need to go to the supermarket or, you know, this is kids and vegetables we're talking about. They're already in there. They're in the baked good. You've hidden them (laughs) and they, they can know that they're in there, but they still taste amazingly great and they're getting all the vitamins that they need from them. So may as well.
0: And the goal is saving time, right? And, and with two kids, you don't have a lot of time. So it's about trying to find recipes that are super fast to make and that are simple and have like four ingredients or. I
1: don't make a recipe. um, I don't make a muffin recipe if it requires more than two, like more than one bowl. That is my standard. I also. Infuriatingly hate recipes that require me to make things in a blender because I stick hate dishes. cleaning the blender <laughs> with a passion. So that's where my stick blender is great because it's so much easier. It does the same job as a blender. And I don't know why more people don't use it this way, but it literally works exactly the same as your blender, but you don't have to wash every single aspect of your blender every single time you do it we just do it in a big glass bowl which can go in the dishwasher and then all you have to do is rinse off this little stick that you've blasted into the mixture a couple of times so yeah if it requires more than one bowl i ain't doing it because it's too much work and my one or both children will be pulling at my pant legs by the time i finish so that's not worth it um
0: so i'll put a link to the Um, what we mean by a stick blender in the show notes just in case anyone doesn't have one of these and wants to get one in their life Um, and we'll also put a link to a few recipes that you really like in particular Uh, one set of muffins yes uh, oh there's
1: there's multiple muffins you'll if you the natural nurturer is the lady that I go to whose blog she has every type of recipe that you could possibly want with veggies added in waffles pancakes muffins cookies everything that you could want and she's really really great and often really focusing on making things easy and simple like using one bowl so uh that's a really really great option but yes we can put that in the show notes cool.
0: in case anyone just is, wants to go to it right now it's the natural is the website but i'll put a link in the, in the show notes too and just don't be afraid to just if you have a recipe that you like just chuck some spinach in there chuck some carrot yeah. in there like it it, it pretty fail-safe if you don't go overboard.
1: Yeah, so the two things to be cautious of are spinach and courgette have a high liquid content. Uh, so you can't just put in a heap of spinach because you will change the consistency of the batter. I have done that once, and then I just added more oats, and it was fine. So it is. you can, uh, you can be okay with it, but... Yeah, and same with um, zucchini or courgette. If you're going to use them, it's best just to grate it and then squeeze some of the moisture out first before you add it into your baking, and then normally it's fine. But carrot, you barely even notice. Same with kumara. Um, And, yeah, it's, it's really amazing how little you notice it in there.
0: Cool. Anything else you'd like to share? Anything else that would help? I think we've pretty much covered it.
1: I think we have.
0: Roundup, yeah. So I hope for everyone listening in that might give you just even one or two or three ideas that'll make your your mornings a little bit easier. You've you got to have these things sort of locked in because you know when you wake up at you know at seven in the morning and you're tired and sleep deprived and haven't had any coffee yet, that's not the time to do, to be trying to solve the problem of what do I what do I boxes, put in my yeah. kid's lunchbox. So I guess for us, a lot of it comes down to Anna being so good at having this stuff in the fridge in the first place, like just having these these things on the shopping list and, and investing a little bit of time, maybe 20 minutes on a Sunday night to pump out some some muffins or whatever it might be and, and have those in the freezer so you've got a little go-to option.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'd say is don't be afraid of leftovers. So Andy does most of the cooking for dinners and leftover roasted chickpeas or even roasted mushrooms and things like that go – or, or kumra or anything like that go really well in the lunchbox the next day, and it's just something that we have been doing since he had a lunchbox. So it doesn't seem not normal to him to have these things. Sometimes he points them out and says, "No, that's that's leftovers. I don't want that in my lunch." And I'm like, "No, it's just, well. You don't have to eat it if you don't want to. Send it off. Um, send them off with it and." I'd say 75% of the time it comes home eaten. The other thing I'd say that was probably a really key point is I make his lunchbox with the idea that it's not all going to be finished. Happy if he does completely finish it, but would way prefer for him to have more than he needs and to reduce wastage. He just brings it home with him and we have it for afternoon tea or dinner. Even sometimes if he hasn't eaten it so there is no wastage of what goes in his lunch, no throwing it out. I've just told him from the beginning to just leave it in there. If he doesn't want to eat it, he doesn't have to. And then we can have it later on. And it usually gets eaten, to be fair.
0: Such a good point. Uh, with chickpeas, on the roasted chickpeas note, uh, what I'll do there is I'll just take it literally a can of chickpeas, drain them, um, stir them up with a teaspoon of curry powder and a little bit of olive oil, roast those at 180 degrees in the oven for about 20 minutes and they're like little chickpea chips um and they're a really cool straightforward simple option for dinners uh, the leftovers work really well for lunch boxes super quick and easy the kids love them great um, snack great, great snack. addition
1: to salads too
0: yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and uh just we would have that once or twice a week it's yeah. just a really quick option to get some protein into the kids thank you everybody for listening in and if you've got any questions feel free to hit us up you can uh email anna with any lunchbox queries at uh, a-n-n-a-h at good and uh best of luck with uh having some fun with your lunchboxes